On today's episode of the Real Estate Success Whistleway podcast, I speak with our database manager and she gives us three distinct strategies on ways to utilize your CRM to make sure that you're not letting uh, potential clients, potential money fall through the cracks. We break down everything from different stages and tags. We talk about sources. We talk about so many good things. If you don't consider your uh, CRM management a 10 out of 10 right now, make sure you watch this, make sure you share this with someone so that you can improve, increase your efficiency with literally three simple strategies. That's this week on the podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of Real Estate Success, The Whistleway Podcast. Today, I am joined by uh, one of the backbone members of our admin team. She is, uh, I, I laugh because Kyle just posted something, the, the phrase, not all heroes wear capes, uh, applies here. Aaron is our database manager and helps our team stay together. And today on the podcast, her and I are going to break down some ways that you can manage your database better so that uh, you can make more sales and, and things don't fall through the cracks. Is that right? Yeah. Aaron, before we get started, tell uh, tell me a little bit about what your job entails here. Uh, Kyle likes to call me his CBO, his chief babysitting officer. Okay. <laughs> um, or cat herder. Yep. Um, trying to manage 90 agents inside of our CRM is a daunting task. But, um, you know, it's it takes patience, but I do it well. And that's basic, basically what my job is, is just to keep the agents doing what they're supposed to be doing in a way that makes them want to keep doing it. Yeah, so you take off a lot of the the management, the back end, the system oriented. We know agents, a lot of agents are high Ds. If you're listening to me and you've got this far and you're a high D, thank you so much. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> the, the, the high C personality in the disc profile, the person that's excited about numbers and graphs and blah, blah, blah. Most agents aren't that way. That's not really how this business is built. Uh, if you are a high C and you're an agent, I love you for it. Um, but most agents are very, uh, give me the bullet points, move on, let's do the next thing, action, action, action. But we know we need that, that foundation below it. So today I want to talk about some best practices for managing your CRM. Uh, and I want to make sure that when we talk about this, I want to be very uh, specific and action oriented. And I want to talk to make sure, talk to people, if you're listening, if you're a solo agent and you have a CRM, if you uh, are on a team, if you lead a team, all of this that we're going to talk about is going to be very impactful for you. Now, not everything may apply to you, right? If you're a solo agent, you're not hiring a database manager as your first hire. You should not. Um, and if you already have a database manager, maybe this is a podcast. Again, if you're a team leader like Kyle Whistle and you have a database manager, you're not going to want to listen to this podcast, but forward it to them. So that way that we can hopefully uh, take some, some valuable insight from here. So all that being said, oh... And if you're watching this and you like like it and want more of it, go to thewhistleway.com. From there, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, join our private Facebook group, subscribe to the podcast. Oh, I was doing good. Uh, join our referral network, sign up for our weekly newsletter, and ask us questions. We like to answer the questions you have for us here. And if you are interested in doing video, 
If this year has been tough for you and you want to work with more people that you know, that like you and trust you, and you want to figure out how to do that, our Media Mayor Mastermind course is for you. It's six plus hours, I believe, of content that gives you the step-by-step guide on how to create community content that converts in your business. So if you want more information about that or anything else, go to thewhistleway.com. All that being said, Aaron, now uh, now you talk for 20 minutes and I shut up. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Aaron, what's the first thing that people need to do to make sure that they're utilizing their, their CRM the best? First thing is you need to get organized. And so that you need to add leads to your database. Okay. So that can be your dog groomer, your kid's teacher, whoever is in your sphere. But then you also want to add open house leads. You want to add whatever other leads you're either buying into or other platforms that you're using to acquire leads. But you need to get them in the database in order for you to follow up with them. So I'm going to actually change your number one because I think we're going to get into it too. But step one is utilize your CRM. Yeah. Whether you pay for it, whether your team pays for it, whether your brokerage pays for it. I know KW has theirs. I know EXP offers KV Core. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know we utilize Follow a Boss. Um, But whatever you have, make sure you're utilizing it. If you're using HubSpot, I'm working with a team that's using HubSpot. And they say, yeah, we're thinking about getting texting. Get your phone calls from it. Get your texting from it. Utilize your CRM. That is your business phone. That is your contacts list. That is your everything. Use that. Don't rely on your cell phone and Facebook and Google Sheets. So step one, utilize it. Yes, it is the best asset and most valuable asset you can possibly build as an agent is your database. But you have to have one and use it. And then I think the 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 next phase is when you said be organized, you got to go in with some intentionality here. Because what I think a lot of agents will do is say, okay, I have my CRM and they'll... And I know a lot of agents will do this because we've done it. Uh, And you've been with the company five years? Almost. Almost five years. And we're we're still getting it organized. And so if you can start from the beginning of of being intentional about it and not doing a lead source for every... If you did a lead source for every single open house, uh, that's silly. And I say that because we did it. And that's silly. (laughs) Um, There's no way for you to track and go, oh, I got 12 leads from this open house on Sevilla. I'll just do more of that. Well, the house already sold. You can't do more of that, right? So uh, you got to be intentional. And, and Aaron, I want you to break down some of the the areas that a lot of agents aren't intentional about. But if you start from the beginning or you start now, it's going to make your life so much easier, right? So get organized. So what 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 does that mean? There are different layers to this organization. So you want to, one, choose lead sources that make sense for the lead. So is it an open house lead? Is it a Zillow lead? Is it a Redfin lead? Is it a Sphere lead? These are your intention to call them is different. Mm -hmm. They come in on a website, you met them in person, you know them. So your phone calls, your text messages, your email campaigns are going to be different for each and every one of these lead sources. So you want to make sure that they're categorized correctly. Yes. And, and exactly their intention 
your their their process is different. What what Chris, our COO, has taught me and taught us, and we spent a lot of time last quarter, the quarter before, really diving in. We had 200 plus lead sources. And there were some lead sources that just didn't make any sense. And Chris said, there are some lead sources that we can influence, and there's some inf lead sources that we cannot influence, right? We can influence how many AdWord leads we get. Pay more money, right? We can influence um, how, it, in some way, how many uh, portal leads we get from Zillow or OpCity or whatever, right? Th th there are things that we can, we need to track, but it, there are some things that we can't influence, right? Uh, hey, I want uh, different, you know, phone call-ins or like, oh, I want if you're not paying money for Yelp, and you're saying, okay, uh, every month I'm making sure we're uploading photos and we're responding to reviews and we're doing all the things. And you say, oh, I want more Yelp leads. Well, you can't just do that more. You're already doing everything. So there are some things that you can't influence. So what I would recommend is you have certain catch-all categories for things that you can't control, right? And so things that you can't control, uh, a lot of them we plugged into, uh, or leads that are very, very old, right? Nine years old. We lumped into a category called, it's very complicated. We call that other web. Where did it come from? The web. Where? Other. We get one lead from here, one lead from there. We're not paying for them. We can't do anything to influence them. So try to limit your sources as much as possible while still having intentionality for knowing how to follow up. Correct. So I think we're at 67 or 72 lead sources at this yes, point. Yes, it's so much better. So so if you're looking for a, a, a baseline, 200 is too much, 10 is too few. Uh, we're at... I think probably between 50 and 100 um, is probably a good place to start. And the other thing to think about is only, only track what you're going to do if you're going to do something with it. So if you're like, oh, I'm, never, I'm not going to do anything with this, why are we counting it as a lead source if it doesn't matter, right? So future pace, what you may do with it. Yep. Sorry, I talked a lot about that one because we spent a lot of time we together did. working on that. We sure so, did. Uh, so when you're getting it organized, focus on your lead sources first. Okay. Yep. What's and next? as you enter the leads and you designate the lead source, if you have a catch-all lead source like we do, utilize your tags. So your open house leads. This is where 123 Sevilla Street would come in handy as a tag so that you can then filter by that tag and you can market specifically to those leads. So we have a lot of agents that have tags for the different open houses that they do. Um, we have tags. So the other webs, you can put in Redfin, you can put in Yelp, whatever it is, just so that you can designate where they actually came from and sort and filter to market to those specific leads. One of the things that we do is we have events, right? We're doing Carlsbad Street Fair, or we're doing a a fall festival at somewhere or we're doing a car show, they all go into the source whistle event. But the tags, I can say Carlsbad Street Fair, November 2023. So that way when I when we're doing a giveaway for that event, I can say, okay, show me all the leads there and we can market to them. So that's good. The other thing I would recommend, and I, I think way too many people don't do this, is plan out ahead of time what you're going to do. So whether you whiteboard this, whether you... Um, you know, 
are, are high Ds in the audience for the disc profile that are high drivers. Maybe you just, a lot of times you guys are probably more guilty of this than most of just being like, I'm going to add tags and then, but there's no consistency. So maybe things like um, veteran, right? It, it, or maybe you want, and so that way everyone that's a veteran, you do. Maybe you want to get more specific and say Army or Navy or Marines. But you say, hey, look, I want to do a veteran program. I'm just going to call it veteran. I would pick if you're going to do um, singular or plural and stick with it. So that way everything you say, everything's going to be uh, op uh, singular. So it's a veteran, not veterans. Uh, open house, not open houses. Um, buying. Buyer. Whatever. Buyer, not buyers. Um, so pick one and stick with it. Uh, the other thing that I think, if done right and consistently, can really help is maybe you do zip codes. So maybe you say, I'm going to add the tag buyer and add the zip codes that they're interested in. So then when you have a listing coming up, you can search your tags. Uh, in FUB, it makes it really easy. Look for tags that say buyer and um, 92071. And these are the two tags I want to make sure that I'm looking for. So that way I can hit up all these people and say, I have a listing Here's for you, right? And so being consistent, planning it out, and again, not having 10,000 different tags, open house or open house lead or uh, OH lead or OH, like try and pick something and stick with it consistently. If you spend a half an hour ahead of time, it will make those tags so much more valuable rather than just randomly guessing it later. Correct. Okay, good. I love that. Lead sources and tags. So that way mm -hmm. now we can have... 60 lead sources and 100 tags versus 300 lead sources. Yes. Good. Okay. What's next? Uh, this would be your stages. Okay. Tell me more. Your stages. Most agents use stages hot, warm, cold, trash, um, new lead or lead stage. This is typically where the buyer or seller is in the transaction process. Are they just looking? Are they ready and raring to go in the next 30 days? What have you? Um, so you need to know what your stages are and what they mean. And for us, it's a little different because we think of them as um, how often we're going to talk to them, mm -hmm. not necessarily where they are in the buying or selling process. Okay. So our hot stage means that we're going to connect with them once a week. So you need to make sure that your stages reflect how often you're going to follow up with these people. And, and I don't want to get into it now because this is very in the weeds, but then you can build smart lists based on the, that, the stages. But yes. I love giving people a, a baseline, right? Because I hate when they're like, you need to have less lead sources. I'm like, how many fewer? I don't know, right? So if you could, let's spell out our lead stages and what they mean. Mm -hmm. So that way you can either... Utilize these, tweak these, add one that you're missing, remove three that you realize are the same thing. So we, you mentioned A, and we call them, it's A, mm -hmm. hot, 90 days, right? Yes. And, and so that means they are, they have expressed some interest in buying within 90 days, buying or selling within 90 days, and we communicate with them at least once a week. Yes. Through the CRM, right? Yes. What's next? Um, active shopping client. Okay. And that is boots on the ground, showing properties, signed listing agreement. Um, you are obviously communicating with them weekly. It's the same cadence as hot. It's just a, a flagging mechanism for, for me to make sure that they're 
choosing properties that they are communicating with them on a very regular basis. And when you have one or two clients, it's not that difficult. But when as you scale up and as you're working with more people, there's nothing worse than someone that you uh, maybe started showing properties to. They went on a month-long vacation you got, or you went on a two-week vacation and you, you go back and show the other people and you totally forget about them. It's money in your pocket that you literally threw away. Yes. Um, and so we have active shopping. Cool. So we have active shopping. We have A, hot 90 days. That's the second one. What else do we have? Uh, B, warm. Okay. And that is, what is it? Six three to, I think three to nine months. Yeah, three to nine months. Okay. So they have expressed some interest moving within three to nine months. How often do we communicate? Uh, once a month. Okay. And then we have C, cold. And that's nine, nine, nine plus, months. Yeah. Nine plus months. Nine plus months. And those you touch quarterly. Okay. Just to stay top of mind. Generally, your cold leads, as far as our stages are concerned, um, they are stuck in the lease for a year. They have a lot of credit repair to do. So they're not ready, ready, but you still want to stay top of mind. You still want to check in with them once every couple months just to how are, you know, how are things going? How's the dog? You Combine know, whatever. Client events. Yeah, yep. exactly. Um, well, I think we have a couple more. We do. We have archive. Okay. What does that mean? Archive is generally they're looky-loos. They're not looking to buy for three to five years. They live in Florida and they were just looking on the website, other agents, um, a myriad of reasons, but they have no real intention of actually following up. So, um, but it's really actually nice to have that lead, that lead stage so that you can filter by archive with new activity because you never know. They could have gotten orders and moved out to California and they're ready to buy now. So I do have a smart list for archive with new activity. Yeah. And it could be they won the lottery or more likely came into an inheritance or came into a property that they needed to sell. So they weren't going to move for five years and their, you know, their credit's bad, but now they need to sell grandma's house. Right. And so the fact that we're, we don't want to delete them. We have good contact information for them. They're just, we don't need to contact them on a, on a regular basis. That being said, our warm, cold archive, um, they get our uh, weekly emails, they get uh, retargeted, they, they get that stuff just at a different cadence. Um, I think we have two more. We have pending, pending, right? Pending under contract. Um, and so obviously you're communicating with those, but that gives us as a leadership team, as a sales team, a good indication of where's our pipeline looking like now, even though we know it's going to take 30 to 60 days to get paid, we can start, um, looking forward and saying, this is the revenue that's coming in. So that one's called pending slash in uh, under contract, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then we have trash. We do have trash. And I, I think that's something that Fall Boss has, something we can't get rid of. Um, but trash is when we don't have good contact info, right? Right. Zero contact information, bad contact information. Um, some agents do put um, other bad communication with agents in there. Um, yeah, so someone called you and said, I'm going to do bad things, never call right. me again. Uh, you you want to put them in trash so that way they don't come up and you go, oh, cool, I've never heard. You won't, don't want to delete them, 
because you want to know, hey, this guy's a jerk and I don't want to talk to him. Um, or you obviously no contact information. Yeah, but generally it's for those leads that come in with um, yo mama at gmail.com and that sort of thing. Those are usually the type of leads I use as test leads. So um, <laughs> I'm <all> aware. Right. <laughs> so being organized, we need our sources dialed in. Um, 50 to 100 is a good place to start. If you're way higher than that, start trimming down. If you're way less than that, maybe look to see if it makes sense to, to segment out a little more. Um, tags, coming up with a tagging mechanism, singular versus plural. And then what are you going to tag? Are you going to tag buyer, seller, veteran, uh, zip codes that they're looking for? Um, maybe you might tag, you, you might say, Hey, these are the, 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 you know, lifestyles they're looking for. They're looking for walkability or they're looking for, um, community activity. Maybe you do something like that, but Build it out first. That way you keep using the same. You, one, you don't say walkability. And one, you don't say likes to walk. And one isn't walk score. Like, right? Use the same terminology. Then we have stages. We just explained all of our stages. What else uh, So, what else do you need to do to stay organized? And this is building it up or refreshing your CRM. Make sure to put in accurate and uh, precise notes. Mm, tell me more. So your open house leads. They come in. You have conversations with these people, or you're supposed to have conversations with these people. It'd be really people. weird if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a place for you to remind yourself what you talked about. Couple with funny hat with a flower in it, husband wore a red shirt, looking for three, two down the street, really liked the backyard on this house. That gives you a talking point when you're going to follow up with these leads. And that's the whole point of putting them in the CRM in the first place. Um, and now we have, in follow-up bots, we have a notes section and a background section. Mm -hmm. um, and I know people utilize them differently. I, we talked about this on a huddle recently. What would you, and if you don't have this, I, I think most do. Most systems have, are, in follow-up bots, the background is a persistent field. It's always at the top. You can see it right away. The notes, if you wrote funny hat, red shirt, that gets buried after email communications, mm -hmm. Th their uh, website activity, it gets buried below. So what would you say is important in notes versus background? So notes are going to be just your general follow-up. You log call notes as you call them. Um, your background is going to be your key points of discovery that you find out through talking with them. You're going to put appointment information. You're going to do LP Mama Damn up there. It. That was literally, I, I, I came up with that on my own. I'm like, I was like, you should put their motivation. I was like, LP Mama should go yeah, in there. All LP Mama, what location, what motivation, what mm -hmm. oh, price, uh, agent, if they have an agent, I, I would hope that, anyways, um, I don't remember the other two. Motivation, mortgage, and appoint, the, the A is the appointment, yeah. set the appointment. Jeez, I struggled through that. Thanks, Aaron, for watching me, <laughs> watching me flail. Um, okay, so so big things there. Yes. And then in the notes, it's uh, talk, you know, talked about this. That this wasn't a fit for them. Stuff that's more happened and gone. Right. So you talk on the phone. And you're like, all right, this house, the houses I'm showing aren't good. I'll update the thing. But in the notes, you go, oh, they also said mom's moving in with them. That right. you would add to background yes, as well. Correct. Cool. Oh, I love that. 
So utilize, if you have those two tools, utilize the background and feel free. There might be things you can take out of there, right? Kids moving, uh, kids going to college in uh, summer of 24. Well, if it's 2026, you can probably update that of kid dropped out of ASU in, in fall of 24 <laughs> or, or whatever it is, right? Um, okay, so anything else for getting organized? No, I think that's a really good base. Just get the leads in there, use the right leads source, stage them and add notes and tags if you have them. It's I think as your database grows, tags become more important. But in the beginning, just getting them in there, using the right source and staging them with accurate notes is going to help tremendously to get them, everyone started. So step one is utilize your CRM. Yes, use it. Use it, learn it. There's probably a Facebook group somewhere. I know uh, Followbot, I keep, Followbot doesn't promote us. I mean, they don't, they don't, whatever. They, they don't sponsor this podcast, but right. we love them. We um, do. Uh, so utilize what you have, learn it. Um, step two is get organized with your lead sources, your tags, your stages, your notes and or background. What is step three? Step three is going to be be consistent. Mm, tell me more. So Kyle preaches a lot about having a calendar mm -hmm. and holding himself accountable to what's in the calendar. Yes. And when he was in production, he had time blocks in his calendar for both prospecting time and database management. Okay. Okay. There are two big differences. Prospecting is going to be putting, making calls to new leads that come in or following up on open house leads that just you haven't followed up with. And then your database, your pipeline management is going to be following up with all of the leads that are in those stages that we talked about earlier. Speaking of the stages, we forgot a giant major super important lead stage. Lead? Lead. Uh, so bouncing back to that real quick as we go back, what is our uh, someone in our database that their stage is lead? That was, That's like the most one that we have it the is. most of. What does that mean? It means it's brand new. You've not made any contact attempts. You've not talked to them. They're just, they're in there. They've shown some intent somehow for you to get in there, but you don't know where, how often you need to communicate with. Correct. So you need, okay. And let's fast forward back. Jeez, that's an important one. Um, actually, we have one more, which is Sphere. Yes. And so Sphere is your mom, your, you, you know what Sphere is, your mom, your dad, your neighbor. They haven't expressed interest in real estate, but you want them in your database so that if they do go to the website, if they do inquire on Zillow, if they do something, um, or if you want to send them emails or um, all, all sorts of things, you want everyone you know in your database. So lead and sphere. All right. See, we were uh, not as organized as we thought. That was my fault. Um, so going back to strategy three, being consistent, prospecting versus database management, mm -hmm. and actually managing your database so things don't fall through the cracks. That's where you utilize things like smart list to make sure you're connecting with the, the right people at the right time yes. and making sure that they don't fall through the cracks. What else? I, I know we have a, a, a layout of, of a, a perfect day. We call it a perfect 10. Yes. T talk to me about that. So in 
your calendar, you should be hopping on, at least for us. We like to get up, hop on the role play, do 30-minute role play, and then hopefully you are either already at the office or going to come into the office. First thing you do, you open your laptop, you look at your calendar, you look at your inbox, your, you know, your emails, you clear your tasks, if there are any, that's, I think, in the weeds and something you and I both are very passionate about not using. <laughs> but um, it's part of the, the day because our CRM will attach different tasks based on automations that we've set up for appointments and whatnot. So it's important to look at them um, and clear them. And then you start through your smart list. So one through seven is what we want them to do. Um, and you give yourself a grade, one through 10. Did you do all the things that you were supposed to do? Do you, you know, and with our expectations, they have to have these segments cleared by Friday at noon. And we've had a lot of our seasoned veteran agents be very grateful for these smart lists and the way that we stage and force force them to follow up because they have left a lot of money on the table because before we started doing this, they weren't doing the pipeline maintenance. And they were like, oh, I had no idea. They bought a house two months ago. I should have called them. Smart lists is a whole other podcast. Yes, if it you is. want to see a podcast where we break down what our one through smart list one, smart list two, three, four, five, six, seven, to make sure we connect this with our leads. Let us know in if you're watching on YouTube um, or on our Facebook group. Let us know if you want that. And uh, if Erin uh, is able to, we'll get her to come back on this and talk about what that smart list is. But even if you don't have follow up boss, regardless of what CRM you're using, you can filter based on a lead stage which is why it's important to get organized in the beginning and sort by your hots. by Because those are the people that have the highest intent. Most agents have, you know, the bright and shiny fixation anyway. So you're going to want to talk to your hots first. Well, you should be calling your leads first, then hots, warms, you know, just most of the people in your pipeline are just there so that they know who you are. Mm -hmm. You just need to call them. Yeah, and be a resource for them before it's too late. Yes. Um, so if you want to see the perfect 10 checklist, now this is obviously built for our team. You can tweak it for your team or yourself. But if you're a type of person like me, as I'm taking notes on everything, which I do nothing with, um, but if you're the type of person that likes to check things off and say, this is what my task is for the day, this will be a great way to get started. DM Kyle Whistle on Instagram. His uh, Instagram name is at Kyle Whistle. Um, hopefully I'll tell him about this. Otherwise just DM him and he'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about, but here it is. Um, and he'll give you that perfect 10 list. So that way you can use that as a way to build your day each day. So for the third strategy, being consistent, uh, having database management time in your calendar, um, scheduling your day. So that way you're constantly doing it each day. Um, anything else to that? Just do it. Oh, uh, that's, I think, trademarked. Um, well, how about just, do it. just make the action <laughs> and execute on it? <laughs> well, do it every damn day. Cool. Just do it every damn yeah. day. Like, there are no excuses. This is, 
you talk to successful agents, what do they do? They make phone calls every mm-hmm. damn day. Mm-hmm. And what's great about our segments, the, the good and the bad is, the good is if you do it every day, it's very manageable. Because the, the people are in the segments, you know, if it's cold and you talk to them once a quarter, right? Mm-hmm. Well, once I call them today, they're not going to show up for another 90 days. So I, I don't have to call. It's not going to get progressively bigger. However, if you skip it for a day or a week or a month, now that list where it was five people in list one, seven people in list two, three people in list four, whatever. I skipped a number. Instead of having small manageable numbers, then you get to... 80 people in list three. Right. And you're like, and so, I can't call 80 people today. No. And with saying that, remember that the stages are fluid. Yeah. Just because you put them as cold does not mean that they're going to stay that way. Mm-hmm. That's why you follow up with them every 90 days so that when you talk to them and they're like, oh, we've actually been doing a lot of credit repair and we'll probably be ready in a couple months to start looking. Great. So now you're going to move them to warm. Mm-hmm. So that next month, they're not going to be in that last smart list. They're going to be a little closer to the top. And you can massage them a little bit more and just check in with them. And and vice versa. They were hot and you were calling them every week. And then they would tell you, you know what? Johnny just lost his job. He's going to go back to school so he can become a doctor or something. I don't know. Um, so we're actually not going to buy the house. We're going to stay here and, and, and continue to rent or whatever. So now you don't want to keep calling them like, so Johnny, you got a new job? You know, you're still at school? All right, I'll call you next week. Like, that's lame, right? Yeah. And so then you can move them and go back and forth, and they'll end up in different smart lists. Um, Aaron, this is really good. Good. I think this is really actionable. We talked about the three strategies, right? Uh, utilize your CRM is number one. Number two is getting organized within your lead sources, your tags, your stage, your notes. Make sure it works for you. And... Strategy three is be consistent. Utilize it. Do it every damn day. Put it in your calendar. Have a process so that you don't have this overwhelming, daunting task, but you also don't sit there and go, I don't know what to do. It it gives you manageable bite-sized pieces. And I think a lot of real estate agents, and myself included, I'm not an agent, but uh, get overwhelmed with the amount of stuff to do and you do nothing. So this helps break you down in manageable content. If you guys want to see a podcast on... Oops, I dropped my pen. If you want to see a podcast on our smart list, how we structure them, again, follow a boss is what we use, but you can use these in this type of system in in many CRMs, most CRMs. Um, Let us know and we will do another podcast breaking down the uh, smart list and exactly how you can do that manageable bite-sized pieces. Before we get to our Whistle Widget of the Week, if you like this, please, 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 I would love for you to visit thewhistleway.com. There's so much information on there to help you grow and build your business for free. Connect with community of like-minded real estate agents that want to be better. Go to thewhistleway.com. Also, as much as you love reviews for your business, we love reviews for our podcast. It fills my cup. I'm a words of affirmation guy. So seeing those reviews coming through, telling us stories of how this helped um, or how you learned something new, really, 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 um, I love that. It helps me. It helps keep this podcast fun, exciting, us wanting to go forward. So if you enjoyed this, write a review, share this with a friend, share this with your team leader, share this with your database manager, um, share this with someone you're looking to recruit and say, hey, we already do this all internally for you. Um, if you like, cool. 
use this and, and recruit to your team. Let's go. Um, so that that's that. So switching gears a little bit here, our whistle widget of the week. This is something that we use in our business or in our life that saves us time, makes us money, or helps us have more fun. Erin, I'll let you go first. What is your whistle widget of the week? My widget of the week is text expander. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to our director of operations, uh, Ms. Shannon Yusefi. Uh, she's amazing. FYI. Um, text expander is just um, an extension that you download onto the computer and you set up little smart shortcuts. abbreviations mm -hmm. and shortcuts. And when I am chasing my 92 cats and having to type the same paragraph every to every single 92 of those cats, it's really nice to just type in three letters and have the whole paragraph type out for me. Um, I am currently in the process of building out um, email templates and templates for all kinds of things. And every time I do one, I get so excited. It's literally saved me so much time. Stupid little things like .em space is what I have is for my email address. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's like so easy. It's so lovely. Um, I have things like .mmm and it goes to, it says Media Mayor Mastermind and it has the URL. So literally just, doop, there it is. It's so amazing. common things, Kyle uses this when you DM him about the Perfect 10 checklist. Uh, he'll probably have a text expander thing where he just does .perfect10 and it'll have a paragraph so that way he can give you all the information without searching it, finding it, copying and pasting it. It's great. And they have a keyboard on for iPhone as mm -hmm. well that you can use. It's amazing. It's great. My widget is something that's been around for a long time, something I never knew how to use, something that I'm really learning to enjoy, um, helps me learn things that I didn't know I needed. Um, and it's not new, um, but it's Imager, or sorry, it's Reddit. Sorry, that's a different one. It's Reddit. And what I love about Reddit is you can subscribe to different topics. I think they call them subreddits, um, but things that you're interested in, and it will um, show you conversations that people are having around those topics. So things like um, chat GPT, uh, marketing, if you like the sports team, I'm I guarantee you they have subreddits on that. They have a lot of subreddits on things that are um, particular to hobbies. So uh, I'm sure they have gardening and all Sourdough sorts of bread making. I'm, I'm sure they have something like that. So it's great if, if to see kind of niche topics that constantly get posted about. Um, it's kind of your, your we talk about geographic farming, farming in a certain geographical location, right? San Diego. This is kind of a way to, to do demographic, not necessarily farming, but based on a certain topic. So Reddit is my widget. Aaron, people, I know someone's watching this. I know lots of people are watching this and they absolutely love you. They want to pick your brain. They want more information. How do they get in touch with you? Uh, you can email me at Aaron, E-R-I-N, at whistlerealty.com. And Aaron is the best at email. Uh, she has like one email in her email inbox at a time because she filters it everywhere. And it's always at zero to the point where I'm like, oh, I need to send out a lot of emails. I'm going to use Aaron's email as the follow-up <laughs> because she will make sure things get responded to, that they get logged. Um, so if you email her, she will get it. If you ask her a dumb question, she'll probably tell you it was a dumb question. No, I'm kidding. Aaron's, Aaron's the mom here. We love her. 
Thank you so much. I know you added massive value. Good. I'm glad. I'm we will, happy to be here. We will see you next week on the Whistleway podcast.